With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome to the Totten's Tom podcast, your Tennessee Totten's podcast for the Pickskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. Tyler, go ahead and tell everyone how they can support the show. It's simple, everyone. All you have to do, go check out our merch. Go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. It'll take you right to it. Hoodies, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, stickers, phone cases, all kinds of good stuff. Make sure to go check it out. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, make sure you're following the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us some comments, questions. We love that interaction. If you're watching on YouTube, scroll down. That subscribe button, if it's red, click it, turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. If you like the video, leave a like on the video. Share the video with your family, friends, other football fans, and leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts on this last game. Also, make sure you're following us on social media. On Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, and Facebook, Titans Time. It's official. The Tennessee Titans are the number one seed in the AFC. I- I'm going to need a little bit more excitement in your voice. They are the number one seed in the AFC. And they'll have that bye week, which is oh so important, as we talked about last week. Especially for Derrick Henry. You know, we thought maybe, just maybe, when we recorded our preview, we might see him a little bit in Houston. He didn't get activated. They're giving him that extra rest. Now he has that extra week. God, I feel sorry for other teams in the playoffs. Knowing what we know now, that the Titans obviously come out with a 28-25 to win over the Texans. Was a little bit scary there at the end. But knowing what we know now... I think it's a good thing that Derrick Henry didn't play. Um, obviously, if they would have lost this game, you would be, I would be <laughs> saying, okay, maybe she could have activated him and made sure you won this game. But I think it's a good thing uh, because now he gets that extra rest, like you said, and that is kind of important for that injury. I mean, I mean, the studies show that if they come back before 10 weeks, that there's a decrease in production. But if you wait longer than 10 weeks to bring them back, their production actually increases by like 9%. There you go. So, so And it'll be 11 weeks when the divisional round rolls around. That's right. So that's important that they were able to get that. 
bye week, not only for him, but for all these other guys that are banged up. I mean, you got Julio that that needs a week to rest. I mean, he's been banged up all year. You've got some guys that went down today that were Christian Fulton, Elijah Molden. All these guys. Um, I think Jeffrey Simmons even went down at at one point. Um, but I mean, all these guys at this point in the season, every single one of them, they're just beat up, and it's important to get that week to rest. It is, and it should. It feels so good to say that the Titans are the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, you're going to hear. I, I want to keep saying it, and and my, we'll be playing at home all the way throughout the playoffs. As long all the as way they keep the, winning. <laughs> all the way through the AFC Championship game. And if they keep winning games, obviously. I mean, look, job's not done, people. The goal is to go win a Super Bowl. Got to take it one week at a time, though. This next week is wild card weekend, or as super wild card weekend. and Whatever that is. We'll see after this next weekend who the Titans' first opponent will be. But I'm going to tell you, I fully expect Nissan Stadium for that divisional game to be absolutely rocking. Well, I mean, it should be. I mean, you would think the number one seed coming in to play a home playoff game where, you know, I mean, obviously they're the best team in the AFC. I think we can say that. They finished as the number one seed. Not only do the Titans run the South, the Titans run the AFC right now. Absolutely. And so, I mean, they should have absolute 100% full backing. I mean, there should not be – you shouldn't be able to look into the stadium, whether it be, you know, aerial view on TV, whatever – and be able to tell that there are other teams' fans in the stadium. Exactly. And not only do Titans fans get to be excited about this home playoff game, having your know, home field advantage all throughout the playoffs, but as we mentioned, the King returns. His return is going to be in Nissan Stadium. So if that place had a roof, it would blow off whenever he gets roof, announced. By the way, I mean... <laughs> It, it, come on. And it's 2022, people. We have to say this. Mike Vrabel, coach of the year. To, yeah. Today locked it up. It should have. He's anyway. got my vote if I had a vote. I mean, Titans, all the injuries this year, played the most players, broke the record for most players to play in a season. I don't know, though. Don't you know the Packers also had a lot to overcome? I know. You're, just try- you're trying to get me fired up right now. Matt LaFleur, you know, he led them to the 13 and – did they lose today? I think, yeah, 13 and 4 season – Although they had all those injuries to overcome and blah, 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 blah. The Titans set the record. Like They set the record. They were without their main guys for most of the year. Vrabel still found a way to rally them, bring them to these wins, and just that next man up mentality. Not only does he take them to win the AFC South division, he takes them to the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, I think he's coach of the year. No question about that. Um, will he win it? I don't know. Is he the most deserving? Yes, obviously. Uh, but let's talk about this game a little bit. The It's a Titans, tell of two halves. The Titans started off absolutely hot and 21 to nothing at halftime. And you thought, okay, like they might be sitting the starters at like come into the third quarter. This thing could be completely blown. Like the Texans could be just already packing up and heading into the offseason. No, they came out to play in the second half, and... The Titans did not. Yeah, the Titans did not, and they made it a game, and then obviously... But they were, they were able to rally at the end and get their mojo back. Yeah, obviously the, the Titans were able to pull it out, so so that's a good thing. But 
they started off really hot, and Ryan Tannehill was playing great in the first half. So let's talk well, about him and, a little bit. You know, first drive woes, as has been the case for most of the season. Couldn't get anything going. But then finally started getting a little bit going. One play call I want to talk about ended up not counting because of a penalty. But bringing Jeffrey Simmons in on offense, and I'm just going to tell you, as a lead blocker, dude made a hole. I want to see that play in the playoffs. He just has to remember to report. Yeah, just – <laughs> and I wish we could have seen him actually coming in to see if he did report or not. He he may not have. Obviously, the refs didn't think that he did. But well, he, he, he opened up a big hole for Foreman. So, so take the scenario that I talked about uh, in the pregame show where you have Derrick Henry that comes back. They get on the goal line. <laughs> They're running the Wildcat with Henry. Wild and he King. hasn't – Wild King, whatever. And he has the option for A.J. Brown, Deontay Foreman. He can keep it himself. Now imagine that the lead blocker in that scenario is Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, who's going to come at Jeffrey Simmons and think, I'm fixing to blow this play up? But considering he got the penalty, does he get another chance? Who knows? Uh, he, he will, I, I feel like. I, I think there's even more plays with him down near the goal line that Brable and them haven't shown yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably so. I mean, there's when you have a guy that big, there's like almost endless opportunities of, and, of what you can do. And you look at, you know, practice, you know, videos of them at practice, you have Jeffrey Simmons out there sometimes running routes and catching passes and everything. I mean, that would be something we would remember forever in the playoffs if Jeffrey Simmons is out there catching touchdown pass, passes near the goal line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – but. But he looked like a pretty good lead blocker today. So <laughs> he did. And, you know, before that touchdown drive, the Titans had missed a field goal and Bullock missed it bad. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get his confidence together and obviously his leg together as well before the playoffs because I that's another good thing about having this extra week. That dude needs to be glued to the field kick after kick after kick until he's tired of kicking and doesn't even want to see a football anymore <laughs> he's going to be important in the playoffs and I mean here's the thing it's not like he's been terrible this season he's been really good yeah yeah he's it, been great but now is not the time yeah, to start not, missing field goals <laughs> exactly so you mentioned it Ryan Tannehill was just lighting it up in the first half I mean three touchdown passes in the first half. I think you can give Tannehill the, the MVP award for this game. Oh, yeah, one, 100%. You have to give it to him because everyone was talking before the game. The announcers, oh, the last time these two teams played, Ryan Tannehill, career high in interceptions, this and that. And you know Tannehill was thinking, you know, we talked about it being a revenge game for Cunningham. This was like a revenge game for Tannehill because he's like, okay, I want to show you all that was a fluke that week I'm coming out here on fire and going to light this defense up in the first half well and the most important thing for him this week was that he had a f almost full arsenal back um I mean AJ Julio and obviously Derrick Henry wasn't out there but Deontay Foreman's kind of coming to his own Nick Westbrook played an awesome game so you know he had some weapons and they were making things happen and I mean it, it was just going well um I'm excited that Tannehill has a game like this under his belt going into the playoffs. I feel like he needed that confidence because, I mean, he's put together 
a few games in a row where the stat line has kind of been not looking so great. Even if he didn't turn the ball over a whole lot, there's just not a lot there. So this was good for him to to put up a good game like that. It was. And, you know, the first touchdown drive for the Titans, it was they went 94 yards to score on that. We got to see Julio involved in the first half quite a bit. Uh, you know, there may have been a couple of time, couple of times that he was missed in the first half there, but you pretty much, uh, or no, so the play with Jeffrey Simmons that was obviously on the first touchdown drive for the Titans got called back, and who do they go to but Ferkser and the guy, possibly one of his best games, if not the best game for him on the season oh for sure i mean I, he would if he got his hands on the ball today he was catching it and he took a couple shots for it but it was nice to see him get that first touchdown of the game yeah because he's been a guy that obviously we've been kind of disappointed with so far this <laughs> season other than like i mean he's had the occasional touchdown here and there he had the one that was wide wide open last week um and wide open today too i mean there was yeah, nobody I mean, around he, him. he just he left the linebacker in his tracks. But he made some other important catches, um, you know, on pretty important drives. And like you said, he got stuck on them. So, <laughs> and he held on to the ball. So that's something else he's had a problem with. Uh, so it seems like things are kind of coming together offensively. The, the defense, we'll talk about them once we get into the second half. But as far as the offense, they put together a really great first half. Well, I and, mean, the defense did too the first half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – that's what I'm saying. You know, once we get into talking about the second half, we'll talk about the defense a little bit more. But in the first half, they were great. And one guy that that I really thought played great today was Zach Cunningham. He sort of was all over the place and making really good plays, good <laughs> Whether tackles. Whether they on defense, special teams, whatever. Yeah. And so getting back to talking about the Titans' offense, you know, because like we said, it was twenty-one nothing at halftime. So the defense was doing their job, and. The Titans, for their second touchdown, they're driving down the field. I think this was another long drive for them, 85 yards. And it was funny because right before they score, and we'll get into this a little bit more later, you're like, I need that A.J. Brown touchdown. I, I need it. And it was like clockwork right after you said that. Who else does Ryan Tannehill find other than A.J. Brown and just the yards after catch? Man, he – Spun around, was able to get to the uh, pylon, in, touchdown, Titans up, 14 nothing. Then, again, defense doing their job, not letting the Texans get anything going. And NWI gets in on the action. You know, let's get – Ryan Tannehill was like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but he had four touchdown passes today. And all four of them were to a different guy. Yeah. So spreading the love around and giving everybody a touchdown today. Yeah, and Nick Westbrook, like, he played a solid game. He's another guy like Ferkser that he made a lot of catches in, like, crucial situations. And that touchdown led this game into the halftime, and it came right after a deep shot that drew a pass interference penalty. We won't talk about whether or not we <laughs> think that was pass interference. It, it was very – it's one of those calls that if it would have been called against the Titans, we would have been very upset about it because, all honesty, the uh, the 
defensive player is doing what he's supposed to do. He's he's turned around, tracking the ball, trying to make a play on it, and you know it, it is what it is. The refs threw it. They thought that it was defensive pass interference, so it set the Titans up nicely. And the Titans scored off of it, and had they not went into halftime up 21 nothing, who knows how the rest of this game would have went. So, you, you are very right on that. So, so, anyways, yeah, that took them into halftime, and then coming out is sort of when things got a bit ugly. But before we talk about that, let's go ahead, hop into our best bets segment presented by DraftKings. You can still take advantage of the absolute no-brainer of – a bet on these hockey games and if you're a new customer you can get yourself a hundred dollars in free bets all you have to do is bet just one dollar on any nhl game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores they're bound to score they have to the game can't end without it so it's free free bets i mean you're you can't lose it so if you're a new customer make sure you take advantage of this all you have to do is you use promo code tppn Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And one of your best bets that you threw out there and – Guys, this is why this is not betting advice because both of us went 50% on the day for our bets. And I think this moves me to 14 of 26, if I'm remembering correctly. And it moves you to 7 of 26. But one that we both thought was a lock, and I even said it on our uh, last episode that I put money down on it as soon as I seen it, was... A weekly special that they had, it was A.J. Brown scoring a touchdown and Harold Landry having at least one sack. And that's why you were pulling so hard for that A.J. touchdown. You got it early, and I was like, Harold Landry's going to get a sack. I mean, it, it it's just it's going to happen. But it ended up not happening. I mean, he was close a couple of times, but Mills was just – he was getting the ball out so quick, and – for the most part, the Texans' protection wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, they, they did pretty good. So that ended up killing that weekly special. You know, lost lost some money on that. But your other best bet, I'll let you dive into that. Yeah, over 42 points and, like, easy cash money. I mean, <laughs> I, there, there was a little while you were nervous about it because the Titans' defense was playing so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So in the first half – it was kind of like, okay, I don't know. The Titans may have to get this one by themselves. But, I mean, obviously as the game goes on, even if the Titans would have continued to put it on them, at some point if they got too far ahead, the backups would have came in and the Texans should have at that point started scoring. But they, they, didn't, they, need the they didn't need any help. Yeah, they didn't need any help. So, easy money. Yeah, that one hit for you. My two, the first one, I had Mills throwing an interception this game. And there was one time he was really close because the ball got batted at the line of scrimmage. And I think if David Long didn't slip, he probably picks it off. It, it would be very close. But that one ended up not hitting. But I said this. I said it's time for him to get a touchdown that actually counts. I feel like it's this game. He should have already had one on the season. 
and we're going to say Julio gets his second touchdown of this season. I said I feel like he was going to felt like he was going to get into the end zone and it came at a very critical time yeah. for the Titans. But cash that one out. Odds were plus 280. Easy money as you said. So, like I said, that moved me to 14 of 26 for this segment and you 7 of 26. Not good. So, <laughs> Not good. so you, you're running out of time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's really any way I'm going to come back and win, but that that's okay. That's okay. Somebody <laughs> has to win. I mean, we're looking at Titans, what, hopefully three more games? So if you're talking yeah. about three more games, even if you got all of them right and I got all of them wrong, that would move you to 13. Yeah. And so, I would have 14. So I'm out I, of it there. I, I'm taking uh, the crown this year for the best bets. I might have to throw together some type of parlay for double points, something like that, <laughs> just to try to come back and win. But it it's not likely. So, well, Hey, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I'll take it. <laughs> so now we can jump back in to talking about this game, talking about the second half. I think you were out of the room when the second half first started. And the Titans open and play of the second half, they take a deep shot to Julio. It's a play action pass and Ryan Tannehill, I mean, just barely overthrows Julio. If he hits him in stride, Julio probably has a walk in touchdown to start the third quarter and that would honestly probably have been the nail in the coffin then. We yeah. wouldn't have had to have worried about how the rest of the game went. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The Texans, like, it just seemed like everything that they were doing on offense after that point was just working. Like, I don't know why. And obviously, I guess if you went back and, and you looked at the film, you would probably see the reasons why. But it was just like they would just somehow, some way, everything that they did was going right. And I don't know, maybe the NFL flipped that switch and they were like, no way we're letting the Titans cover this. Or maybe they wanted things to be interesting towards the end of the game because it did have playoff implications. Don't know. Not saying the NFL's <laughs> rigged, but there's a case to be made for it here. Um, no, I'm just playing. But anyways, like the Texans just kind of had things rolling. But yeah, if if they would have been able to get that long touchdown right off the bat, like you said, I didn't see it that probably would have changed the tone of things in the second half. But props to the Texans for, for coming back and making it a game. Yeah, I think it would have – any momentum that the Texans started gaining after the Titans' first punt of the second half, like, I don't know that they would have gained any of that. But that's how the start the Titans started the second half was ended up going three and out, and the Texans got the ball and end up scoring off of – I mean, it was just a very well-executed flea flicker. And, yeah, you know, you had Jackrabbit who come up and bit, Byard come up and bit on the run, running back just tossed it back to Mills, had a guy wide open. I feel like, you know, I made this comment later when they showed the replay to you. Fulton was the only defensive back who stuck with his guy. Yeah. And wasn't, wasn't fooled by it, but it was an easy... 28-yard touchdown. I mean, the guy had no one near him. Jackrabbit got back there to him after he made the catch and was pretty much already falling into the end zone. So it was easy enough for him. 
Flea Flicker is a good play if you can keep the protection for long enough to have a decent shot at, at getting it down the field. Well, and if your receiver sells it just yeah. right, because that's what happened is the Texans receiver just – he sold it perfect. He went up like he was going to get somebody with a run block and last second turned on the Jets to get – Got himself a touchdown out yeah. of it. Yeah, so then the Titans get the ball back and they – I'm trying to make sure I look at this right. Yeah, first – First down run, there's illegal chop block, moves them back. Second down, or replay first down, they run. Second down, Tannehill runs up the middle, fumbles, but there was an offensive holding. Titans had recovered the ball, so they get called back again. Second down, Titans run. (laughs) Third down, Titans throw short of the sticks, have to punt again. So you're like, okay. Scores now 21-7. Defense, just come out there, do your thing. Don't let them get any momentum going. Texans are able to go down, kick a field goal. 21-10. You're like, okay, not bad. Titans offense is going to get things rolling here. Yeah, they're not going to come back by, you know, kicking field goals. Yeah, like, you know, Titans aren't going to open the second half by punting three drives in a row. But guess what? Oh, but they did. the, The Titans opened the second half by punting three times, three drives in a row. And this time, the Titans aren't so lucky. They, Danny Amendola, tore this Titans defense up. Dude in the second revitalized half. his career today. Like he had zero receiving yards in the first half, and then the second half he ends up with over a hundred. And not only does he start tearing them up, he gets the touchdown for the Texans, and then catches the two point conversion to make this to bring it to a three point game. They call it the and, octopus, apparently, according to the, yeah, according I, to the announcers. I, I had never heard that, and when I heard it, I was like, what in the hell are they talking about? And then, you know, it kind of makes sense because it's eight points. I mean, it but does make sense, but at the same time, it's, it's like, okay, what is this dude smoking like, in the booth? It's like so weird. It's like, what what are you doing? <laughs> so then you're like, okay, the Titans, they have to answer here. I mean, they the Texans are on fire They've brought this down to a three-point game after the Titans being up 21 nothing. Surely the Titans aren't going to let the number one sleeve. Number one the seed, number one sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> the number one seed in this game just slip out of their grasp. And they put together a drive where Tannehill goes Houdini, somehow escapes a sack. Taylor and that Mo- really was the play of the game. It, it was. I mean, and that's you can honestly say that that play right there is probably what gets Tannehill the MVP for this game because it was on a third down. If he yeah, takes I the mean, sack there, the Titans are punting again. They punt. And, odds are the Texans probably score because they were playing good and take the lead. But, like, watching it in real time, you're like, you give up before the play is over. You're like, uh, he's down. Okay, sack. All right, let's punt it. Hopefully they can stop and then all of a sudden, on the other side of Lawan, Tannehill just comes rolling out. And Lawan standing there kind of helped him out a little bit because Tannehill was stumbling and he was able to kind of put his hand on him and regain his balance. And, I'll and let then you Lawan's continue like, oh, uh, shit, I'm playing football. Huh. Hang on. Uh, oh, shit, he's still up. Yeah. <laughs> so, And Tannehill just, NWI, he had ran his route, he sat down, Wide open along the sidelines. Tannehill's able to get in the ball. 
And I think that was, uh, yeah, it was a 36-yard gain. So what looked like it was going to be like a sack for a loss of probably anywhere from 5 to 10 yards, Tannehill's able to get out of it and get them 36 yards down the field. Most importantly, the first down keeps the drive alive and eats away at a lot of the field. It, it does, and that ends up leading to Julio Jones, what the stats are going to call his first touchdown of the season, and just great routes, sit down in an open spot in the end zone. There was no question. There's no way the officials were going to be able to say, nah, we think his heel was out on this one. Yeah. He made sure he wasn't close to the back of the end zone. So it was, and that gave the Titans, we thought at the time, all right, that seals it. They're going to stop the Texans from scoring. But Texans get the ball back, and who else but Amendola again is able to, and this is a drive where the Titans, I think, had their injuries where Fulton went out. So Chris Jackson kind of moves to the outside. Then you have uh, Elijah Molden who went down, and he had been covering Amendola. And you're like, okay, they move Chris Jackson to him. Chris Jackson's quicker than Molden. He's faster. He's not going to have any trouble with him. No, Amendola just cooks him. And easy touchdown for Amendola. And next thing you know, it's back to a three-point game. Titans get the ball, and you're like, please, just find a way to go down and score or find a way to run out the clock. And that's exactly what they did. Luckily, yeah, Hilliard put together some good runs. I can't remember if there was anyone else that really, you know, made uh, any major plays on that drive. But obviously the Hilliard run sticks out because once he's able to get that first down. Tannehill's able to hit A.J. on first down and move them up to uh, their 44-yard line. And then after that, Texans started taking their timeouts, and Tennessee basically ran ran the ball. And Hilliard with the big first down pickup, and the best thing is he stayed in bounds. Yeah, for sure. Kept the clock running. And, you know, the the play before – well, I I don't know if it was the play before that, but the the first down before that – um, Hilliard obviously, you know, stretches out to get the first down and causes the Texans to challenge and take their last time out takes or their lose last time, their last. Time yeah, out. lose their last time out, and at that point, all they need is a first down. Boom, game over. And that leads to the Titans being the number one seed in yeah. the AFC. And that's that. You know, we're not happy with how the Titans played most of the second half. I mean, we cannot let teams. I, I mean, get, personally. I don't care. They came out with a win. They got the win, but when you're up 21 nothing, you can't let a team make that comeback because if your offense starts not clicking, then you're like, okay, can we turn it on for a drive to put this game away? So Things are going to be different, though. When Derrick Henry's back, it, it's you get ahead by 21 points and you have Derrick Henry, that's ball game. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So... Now, just getting ready for the playoffs and waiting after this next weekend to see who the Titans are going to play. Yeah, it's going to be nice not to have to stress about the Titans playing yeah, this next that, weekend. That's true. Do you have anything else? I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Mm-hmm.